there was a, a need that came up last night, a phone call, and um, uh, Philip's wife, Darby, has an aunt, and her name is Teresa. She was in a bad automobile accident and had has been in a coma, and uh, we're believing God is going to bring her through this. And let's just intercede for a moment. Her name's Teresa. Lord, in Jesus' name, we pray for Teresa right now. Lord, we're believing that you've spared her life. We're believing that you have plans for her and that she'll continue to live and she'll more than just live, that she will absolutely uh, spring back to life and she will come to know you in a greater way, Lord, come to know you in the fullness of your spirit. Lord, I pray for uh, a word of encouragement to her. And even if she's in a coma state, that God, your presence can be revealed to her that you'll touch her in Jesus' name. Amen. We know that God is with us always. Amen. God is with us through every situation. We don't always understand. Um, life is full of sometimes unexpected things. Right? How many had an unexpected thing this week even? You know, maybe something kind of cropped up. You don't have to plan uh, necessarily for unexpected things, do you? You don't plan on it, but uh, we do live with um, the understanding that, you, you know, if the Lord's willing, right? James talked, if the Lord wills, we'll do this or that, right? James talked about a, a thought that if we plan to go to a city and make a, a certain profit, or, et cetera, he said, but if the Lord wills, we don't know what our life is like. We're like a vapor. So we go by faith, um, but what we started in faith. Wherever that was, how many years ago that was for you, as long as you've got started, that's what matters. And so as long as you're, you're pressing and stepping forward and believing God, there is great and mighty things for the children of God. There's, think about what we sang about. I am a child of God. You belong to him. You belong your citizenship is in heaven, right? You, you, your real home is in heaven. We're in a passing ground here. And as we're passing through, uh, we, we run into sometimes roadblock. We sometimes run into, well, what would you say, potholes in the road. Uh, we end up having to stop and fix things, perhaps, or, or re-establish uh, re, um, or reorganize or some would call it a football. We would drop back and have a huddle. You know what I'm saying? We would regroup, and so to speak. So God loves to be in the huddle with us. He wants us to call on his name, and he has a plan for us. Jeremiah says that he knows already the plans he has for us to, to give us a hope and a future. We can trust in the God whom, whom we love. So we're going to springboard. We're going to springboard from one verse in Proverbs. How many read the Proverbs? They're great nuggets of truth. Um, you can go through Proverbs uh, one uh, uh, every day, and you'll you'll get through. Every month, the book of Proverbs, you go through one chapter, depending on the month, of course, there's 30 or 28, but there's about 31 chapters in Proverbs. So if you, if you want a systematic way of reading Proverbs, that's what works for you. But how many times I've read Proverbs, I still keep finding uh, I can't get it all at once. I can't, I can't contain it all. There's so many one-liners that we just have to stop and meditate and dwell on. 
So Proverbs 12, verse 25, reads this way. Anxiety in the heart of a man weighs it down. But a good word makes it glad. That is our, that is our text. That is what we're going to take now as our thought. What does it mean? What is it all about? How do we, how do we manage? I'll probably try to address the question, how do you and I manage stress? How do you deal with, deal with stress? Well, is there anyone exempt from stress out there? Let's say, I don't think there's a person in the world, in the life, in our community, that we do not have a certain amount of stress. So the fact of the matter is, we are not going to live a stress-free life, but we can live better when we have the Lord, when we're looking to Jesus. He's the great burden bearer. He's the one that is able to handle the weight of our situation. So what do you and I do when we're feeling overwhelmed? Have you had any moments? Maybe you have had a moment already today. But it was, listen, it may just be a moment, but when that moment's on, it's real, right? And the thing about it, if we can't say just simply brush it off, or sometimes we say, well, just simply shake it off. In a way, there's some truth to that matter. We want to shake it off. We're not going to let it get it stalled out or get us bothered. But you and I have moments when we feel, what next, right? You've been there. What next is going to happen? So we stand, and then we start to believe everything is going to go wrong. How many of you? You start to look for what's the next thing. Well, that, that, now you're getting yourself into trouble because you're setting yourself up for more. So you're starting to believe that this is the way it's going to be, right? What needs to happen at that very moment is you need to have a good word. The Lord needs to give you something. The Lord, you need to have a, a truth that is, goes past your emotion. And so, for example, you're feeling like this will never work. Wait a minute. God says that all things are possible. Oh. I start to turn my attitude. Now, not only do you have stress, but other people have stress. Have you noticed the traffic comes up in the summer in Cross Lake on a Friday night and through the weekend, especially on holidays? Have you ever felt a little bit of stress level? A little bit of stress coming. In fact, you're not only feeling it yourself, but you're feeling it from other drivers. Anxious. Trying to get... I thought that was the way it was only in the cities. But it's here too. Now, some of you remember in the good old days. Right? Horton? Yeah? He nods his head. What, were, what was good about them? Well, I think it's, when we say the good old days, perhaps we remember back when we were young, younger, and we had energy. 
and we had more strength. And we did things as a family more. And we stuck together. We worked together. Things were hard then, too. Challenges, fact of the matter, things were even harder in many ways. Doctors didn't have the things they have today. We didn't have access to uh, traveling like we do today. You could go on and on. The automation of many things, devices, tools, making our life easier, so to speak. But what is happening as far as the human heart is concerned, we still struggle with stress, right? Because we take on responsibility. We begin to load ourselves up. If you're like me, it's hard to say no when there's a need, right? And how many know when you say no too many, when you say yes, rather, when you say yes to everything, you begin to find yourself, oh boy, I wonder, I wish, you know, I don't think, you know, you begin to, you're taking on too much. So what, what's the deal? How do we deal with this? We need to know what is it the Lord wants us to do. What is it God? He's not going to uh, force you or, or he doesn't expect us to be just a bunch of busy people without him. Well, very much the danger, the concerns about uh, doing things for the Lord unless we do it as unto the Lord. The difference when we do it for the Lord, when we do it with the Lord, when we do it because of the Lord, you begin to feel there's an energy. You were energized, Joe, I think, even though we had to wait in the airport, you were still energized. I felt the energy from the Belize team coming back. I felt the energy because they felt that what they did was a valuable thing. They came home tired, but in their inner man, if you, I, th- I think we were refreshed. I think that we were rewarded, and it's just it's a sense that we accomplished. We made someone else's life easier. We helped them in their need. And so when it comes down to all this stuff, I, I once actually had to take a class in college, and I think this was a choice or an elective and I took a class on stress because, yeah, it sounds like it might be needy someday, you know, maybe need this class. What they would do in this class is they would list, have you list stress factors. All right. So if you're into lists, if you're into writing stuff down, how many write, make lists? Sometimes you to-do lists. And so what stresses you out? What is, what is your level of stress right now? So you write them down. Boom, boom, boom. What is really, what is bothering you the most right now? What is that kind of really burdens you? What is your stress? And you begin to, you know, one of the biggest ones, uh, I think for many people, is having enough, having enough in the latter years. Having enough, having enough strength to do the work, having enough to live on, right? Having enough, what's it going to be like? 10, 20, the Lord, Terry. We begin to, we can begin to get stressed. 
And we begin, is there going to be anyone to help me? Is there going to be anyone there for me when I get, when I get so I, it's hard, hard to walk? And, and is there going to, there's, there's, these are real stress factors. One of the things that people live with so much, I think, is, is the fear of the unknown, fear of what, 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 what. And so we begin, when we begin to be, try to plan or figure things out ourselves, physical stress, emotional stress, financial stress, we can begin to list what is it that's stressing you. Right now, there's a piece of equipment that's stressing me right now. Aside <laughs> the fact that I don't bad fuel in it. Not good. And I didn't see it coming until the very end of the bottom of the barrel. Ah! That looks like something that shouldn't be in there. Water Something bad. So that engine is running poorly. But it stresses me. Why didn't I not catch it? You know, you begin to beat yourself up a little bit. Listen, we all are human. Are you human? Pinch yourself. Pinch your neighbor. Are you a human? You feel that? Listen, we feel real stuff. Real things happen. Kids can stress us. Our own kids if they don't, their pain, watching your own kids go through pain can be a stressful thing. You probably would rather go through it yourself, right? You'd probably rather would, you know, I wish they didn't have to go through this. But you know what? The Lord is, uses it all, uses it all. He is about uh, this verse, anxiety in the heart of a, of a, anxiety in the heart of a man weighs him down. When we go to work, when we go to, go to places, when we go to different things, sometimes we run into people where we can see a, a physical stress. They're almost like they're in their, in their countenance that they're going through something serious. And therefore, we must be sensitive that we're not just blowing them off as people that can never, ever be happy but they have real needs. If we ever take a time, if we could ever understand why they feel the way that some people get in a trap where everything is bad and it's going to only get worse. And so they keep dwelling on it, on it, and on it to the, to the, that's the chain, that's the, the way they think. But the Lord says, but a good word makes it glad. I, I knew a friend here in town and he used to always say this. He used to work at the holiday station. He'd always say, what's a good word? Oh, wow, what an open door. What's the good word today? Well, I don't know. I'm just glad the Lord's on the throne. I'm just glad. You know, he could just interject. It's an opportunity. You know what? God is who he is. God has given us a new day. God is giving us breath to live. How our attitude can be in such a way that we can bless others around us. Let's speak. Good words, good words, especially God's word. We speak into people's life. We speak the blessing of the Lord. Oh, we can speak a curse, actually a curse, and curse ourselves. We begin to get down on ourselves. Listen, so what should we do when we're stressed? Well, we know we should pray. We know that. But what happens when you pray? Philippians 4, 6, and 7. How many have it memorized? Be anxious for nothing. With prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. What's the promise? 
a peace that surpasses all your understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to, th- to say, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is good, whatever is think on these things. How we combat stress is right here. In mind and heart. What I'm thinking on. Yes, it may get us off. May, it may cause us to stumble a bit. It may have a, we might have a moment where we, where we uh, groan a bit. But, you know, deep down inside, we know our anchor. We know our foundation. We know that the Lord is there with us to lift us up, to speak to us, to nudge us. The Holy Spirit uh, is going to remind us. He is the teacher. He reminds us of what the things we have read. Bring it to a remember. That's what we needed the most. You remember the story of Mary and Martha. You, everyone gets um, a little down on Martha, but Martha, she was busy working. Right? Every church needs Martha's. Every church needs Martha's. They're, they work. They do. They, they get it done. They're the. They're the people that. Well, how many things do we need here? Let's organize this. But Mary, at the moment, was just. Just wanted to be with Jesus, and Jesus refers to Mary as choosing. The right thing, choosing the good thing. It's almost like. I don't think Jesus was down on Martha, but she, he was trying to make a point. Mary has chosen the good part. Martha, you're bothered by so many things. Listen, when we find ourselves being bothered by so many things, what's, what's happening? Maybe we need to pull back. Maybe we need to let some things go. Let's lighten up, a lo- lighten our load. Maybe we need to clear our plates. Maybe you need to take a little bit of time and do something that would help you to begin to hear, help you begin to receive, refresh yourself in the Lord. And so there are moments, there is time, there is a challenge. But Mary, it says she chose the good part. This is in Luke's Gospel 10. And you can read that story for yourself. Uh, another uh, reference to what Paul said to Timothy. He said in, in his First Timothy 6, 8, And if we have food and covering with those, that these things we can be content. And I, I observed in Belize uh, this kind of lifestyle. They don't make a lot of money. And things are expensive. I notice gas is more money there than it is here. Uh, food is comparable. Um, they they live day by day. They live. They work hard. They they earn money. They're not lazy people. They work hard. But it seems that they're family orientated, and the church uh, was very humble. They loved the Lord, 
and they want to reach out. And so they have found the secrets. That's the, that's the ingredients to be, becoming full, becoming, filling, filling, uh, being uh, complete is, is having a relationship with God, knowing that you don't need, if God gives you more than you need, uh, turn around and bless others with it. You know, there, there, there's a balance to all this. God blesses it beyond what we can even imagine. But there, there is a, there is a, there's a verse that says if we have these things, the food and covering, we can be content. But there's, that's a, that's a, there's a trend in our culture. It seems like we've got to have more and more and more and more to get feeling somehow fulfilling a need. But Jesus is the only one. How many know Jesus is the only one that really gives you, you know? And what happens, we can get so that we are concerned about our things too much. I know there's a balance. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against making money. I'm not against uh, owning things. In fact, the matter is the right attitude is realizing God is allowing us to prosper so that we can bless others. And when he trusts us with that, and especially if you've learned to tithe, it works. It works. God's money it begins to expand and we go so much further. But how can we keep on going uh, when there's moments of anxiety? So what we need to do, secondly, is how, does, uh, how, do, we, how do we get ourselves up? One, first of all, we have to tell Jesus. We have to tell him how you feel. All right? You have to talk to Jesus. He's still the greatest counselor. He's the one who understands. But secondly, if you can find a brother or sister in the Lord, right? You can confide in that you can relate to. You know what? I just appreciate people that listen and they just, you know what? We're praying. We're going we're gonna to pray with you through that. And then the next time around, they see you. How they're going at it. They're accountable. They make themselves accountable to you. You make yourselves the body of Christ was meant to work together. Your pain needs to be my pain. I need to feel. I need to feel with you. Walk with you. I may not have the answers, but we together can go further than they're by ourselves. And so, finding a, a the, the Lord finding Jesus was often found when they don't know when they didn't know where he went to. He was found. In his secret place, his quiet place, often in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says in the scriptures that he, he slipped away into the wilderness. Now, to me, wilderness is, I always think, up north, right? The wilderness there was not like it is up here in northern Minnesota. Wilderness in, in, in that area, in the region Jesus was when he was on their earth, was more like uh, uh, rocks and, and, and maybe short shrubberies. And there was, it was a vast place. But he would slip away to be alone with his father. How many have places you can go? Whether it be in your house, whether it be in your uh, community, or have a regular place that you spend time with God. Yeah. 
that's awesome. If you don't have a place, even in the midst of, of hustle and bustle, you can enclose yourself with the Lord. It's right here where Jesus lives. And the fact of the matter is you may be overwhelmed going through a day and you, you start out knowing, not knowing how you're going to get it all done. But then at the end of the day, you know what? Maybe you didn't get it all done, but you made a good dent in it. You made some progress. And that's making uh, a step in the right direction. And so sometimes we get stretched out even over the things that we know we ought to be, right? We know we ought to be doing, but we're maybe even struggling with some issues and things because of strain. And so we read on. We see verses after verses full of scriptures. What is it that works? When the psalmist says he enters his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, that is the attitude he had before he ever asked the Lord of anything. Or sought the Lord about it. And the first thing he gives praise to God. Jesus modeled our Father who art in heaven. Just acknowledging the Lord that he is on the throne. That he is all over everything. That he owns it all. And all that we have is his. Pretty soon you forgot what you needed to ask the Lord. Right? Sometimes we just get caught up. And you begin to you know what? I have a better attitude. And I'm not then, I'm less apt to become complaining and whining, right? When I begin to praise God, rather than begin to thank Him. You're working. In spite of what I may understand, you are still at work. I don't understand this situation, but you're still at work. And so then we reach up to the Lord, we declare Him. We continue to praise him in spite. And Jesus had such great wisdom when he spoke about the birds that don't store up. Remember Matthew 6? He, he talked about the lilies that, that grow, the flowers, the things that take care. God is already orchestrating. And he goes on to say that we're to seek first his kingdom. He talks about daily living. Every day has enough trouble of its own, right? Each day has enough trouble. Let's take, in other words, God is a, is a day by day as much as he is all eternity. A thousand years. It's a day. A day is a thousand years. God is not caught off guard by any of these things each day. So we, we, we press toward our Lord, who understands. Remember, Jesus had some anxieties. Remember, he was human. Remember, when he was such in such a, a place when before the crucifixion that he, he agonized and prayed and says his sweat turned to blood. Tremendous anxiety. But he kept on transferring it over to the Lord. Kept on laying it at the feet of his God, of his Father. And so we, as, as we walk together, we may be able to walk one with another. In fact, Paul said in Galatians 6, 2, bear one another's burdens. Bear each other's burdens. 
Thus fulfill the law of Christ. You know what the law of Christ is? It's to love your neighbor as yourself. You, you and I know when we find other people that are in need and where we see other people in need, there's always someone else that seems like they're struggling more. And wow, then we begin to think, you know, I don't have anything to complain about. It's not to mean not to say that your need is not important, but it keeps it helps keep the balance. And so I must not only be reaching up to the Lord, but be reaching across to other people, and even at times to reach down to someone else that may be struggling even worse, having a moment going through trials. The good work it will make us glad. Make us glad. What does that mean? What is glad? Glad has to do with you are have a joy. That some, when's the last time you really felt happy and glad about something? Joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, anxiety, the psalmist says that, that weeping may last through the night. Right? Right? We have all had moments when we just we are in we're we're struggling, but joy comes in the morning. And so realizing that this life or this moment of anxiety will pass. The two will pass. That there is a better and a greater day. You you will have good days again. And I know for my brother who lost his wife here unexpectedly last winter, I know it's hard for him. But I know that he's reaching out to the Lord. And I know that he's trying to do his best. But I'm sure there are moments when he feels left and you feel out of place and you, and you just, you know, out of sorts. And so we have to be close and sensitive, envelop someone if you know they're going through something. Reach out and just sometimes a hug, sometimes it's just a touch to bless someone else around you. A good word. Makes it glad. So the next time someone asks you, what's the good word? What's the good word? It's something to the fact that there is a Lord that loves us no matter what. No matter what we may face. God says he will be with us. He will not leave us. And sometimes if people aren't ready, you know, you sense you're not going to lay on a bunch of verses. You just love them. You, you be positive. You know what? Aren't we blessed? Use the word blessed. Aren't we blessed to live where we live? You know what? And sometimes we hear all the horrible things, and, and there's a lot of horrible things that happen. You know, aren't we blessed that we can choose to love, that we can choose to forgive, and begin to plant seeds. And some of the things that, that the Holy Spirit will just put in your heart. A love, a love for a person. There are people that are, that are, that are what would you say? Oh, a little bit on that. The word cantankerous comes to mind, but I don't find that in the Bible. Cantankerous, what in the world does that mean? Well, they just kind of struggle. I've had a few uncles, you know, kind of moody. Just, some of them never married, probably a good thing. Uh, they just, they just, you know, always tended to see the the 
the wrong and everything. I suppose that'll go on. I suppose this'll go, you know. And all of a sudden you can just start to begin to believe in all that. Well what we 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 we're here to turn the tide. We're here to to be the person that brings uh, a difference. That when you show up to the job, everybody feels ah good to have you here. When you come along, now things are going to get better because Jesus, your workplace turns into a mission field and you begin to be positive. You know what you can do? And nobody even needs to know about it. You can pray God's blessing on people that are going through stuff. Lord, no matter what they know about you, Lord, I bless them in Jesus' name. I pray that they will find you. I pray that they will find good. Why don't we be changers? Why don't we be shakers? That be turning things around. Can you can you believe that with me? I want us to pray. Before we pray, we're taking a song. I would I would wonder how many would know this song, but I bet you. Maybe half of us. I must tell Jesus. Remember that hymn? Horton, you remember? Uh, anybody else remember? Gerald, yeah? I must tell Jesus. Just a simple song, a simple hymn that it talks about all of my, all of my trials. I, I must tell Jesus. Why don't we sing that before we pray? And let's talk to Jesus today. Let's talk.